solitude Before there was a me and you My friendships ended up misunderstood Singer Bobby Arvon doesn't get stage fright. Oh, not that he doesn't get a bit anxious from time to time about whether he'll do his best as he takes to the stage, but it's never been a problem. Not even when he's in the company of great artists. Not even with Tom Jones in the audience or with Frank Sinatra Jr. backstage wanting to check out what he'd heard about this Bobby Arvon. Not having stage fright may seem like an interesting detail, but as we meet Bobby and learn about his performing life, we'll come to see that what might seem like a footnote really reveals so much about who he is. And if we listen carefully, we'll pick up the cues. He truly loves to perform and share his music with others. He loves his family deeply, and he returns as often as he can to Scranton from Los Angeles, where he lives now, to share laughter, good memories, and oh, such good food served at warm and welcoming Italian tables with family and longtime friends. He loves Scranton, his hometown, the place grounds him, he says. And the real key is this. Broken hearts and love affairs I don't remember who or where You've given my life and love a second chance This is Bobby Arvon's original song, Until Now, that he sings anytime he performs it, to and for the true love of his life, Judy. She is the one who has heard not just his songs, but his song, the deep song of his heart. And as we know, it's such unconditional love that can ground us and free us to be ourselves, allowing us to share our talents and our time, giving to others fully and freely. Bobby Arvon is back in northeastern Pennsylvania, and he will perform at Wyoming Seminary in Kingston, just across the river from Wilkes-Barre, this Sunday, December 4th, at 7 in the evening at the Kirby Center for Creative Arts. Lorenzo Medico of Arctic Entertainment is producing the event, and he'll even be part of it. And on hand, the Scranton Jazz Festival Big Band, under the direction of Marco Marcinko. As we said, Arvon is a native of Scranton. He's a jazz singer, pianist, a Frank Sinatra-esque performer. That's why Frank Sinatra Jr. might have been backstage checking him out. And many may recognize him as the artist who performed the Happy Days theme song. We had a chance to speak with Bobby Arvon. He paid a visit to the WVIA studios with his dear cousin, Pat Arvonio, to talk with us about his life in music that began here in Scranton at a very young age. I was three years old. 
I even have the newspaper article from the Scranton Times, and it said little Bobby Arvonio making his debut on stage. I know it sounds funny, but my mother always said I was three and a half years old. I found this article. I wasn't three and I was three. <laughs> what stage was it? It was probably down like a, a St. Lucy's Church benefit or a women's auxiliary, something like that. And th that's how I started. And then, do you remember Tony Grant's Stars of Tomorrow? Surely do. Were you with Tony Grant? I was with Tony. That was a big deal here. It was. It was. I mean, I toured, you know, we did, tra we were traveling troupe. And then every year we went to Atlantic City. Yeah. What age would you have been about when you were in Atlantic City? Probably 13. Tony was great. He was such a, a supportive person, an inspiration, and he just had a flair for production. So I guess at that time, uh, when I was with Tony, I was doing like a takeoff on Johnny Ray, but really out there type of thing. You know, he, we had snaps on my shirt and I would be singing and I'd rip my shirt open, you know, <laughs> but dig this one. He, he had the girls, the girl dancers with these like poodle dresses and stuff on. And I'd be singing, and then all of a sudden, they'd come up the side aisle screaming, Bobby, Bobby. That's the type of thing he did. One night, I'm backstage, and they had a, the celebrity theater, and Johnny Ray was performing. He had just gotten back from Europe and tour, and all of a sudden, they're buzzed backstage. Bobby, Johnny Ray's coming to see you. I said, what? You know, it's funny. I didn't even get nervous. You know, that's one thing in the business that I've never, I, I can honestly say that, and I'm blowing my own horn, but I've never had stage fright. I was like, boom, right for it, you know, no matter what. I mean, even if something weird happens on stage, you try not to get rattled, and I'm sure you know that. So anyway, I'm out there singing, you know, if your sweet heart sends a letter. I'm looking out, and here's Johnny Ray sitting in the aisle cross legs just watching me like this and I went oh whoa you know he comes backstage and I have a picture of it and he said to me how would you like to be in my show tonight you believe that so I said uh, yeah of course and my mother said oh you know and Tony said yeah it'd be great so the, here's what they did then the announcer goes out and MC or whatever and they said back from his European tour the blah 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 Mr. Johnny Ray and everybody's applauding who walks out? Me. <laughs> so I was in his dressing room, my mother and I, and he put me on his shoulders. I have a picture of me sitting on his shoulders. I, and just a wonderful guy. Years later, I'm performing in a place in Beverly Hills. And there was like, the piano was here with the piano bar. And then just in the back, there was the bar. And somebody said, uh, that's Johnny Ray over there. And I walked over to him. I said, Johnny, I hate to bother you, but I said... Um, it's good to see you again. I said, I don't think you remember me, but I was this kid at 13 years old in Atlantic City, and you had me on stage. And he looked at me, and he said, whoa, he said, that's a long, I remember that. And he said that. I was so touched. It wasn't long after that that he passed away, but a great memory, you know, great memory. What was the next step? How did you get to be doing Harry James and stuff? I had an agent. He said, Bobby, have you ever been to Nova Scotia, to Halifax? I said, no, I had never been out of the country. And I said, you know, I've heard about it. I, I, yeah, I'd love to. He said, well, I, there's a little club up there. It's a little jazz club. He says, I can send you up there, and they have a bass player and drummer for you if you want to do it. I said, yeah, you know what? Sounds interesting. I'll go. And uh, so I get there, and I met this 
wonderful, beautiful Canadian girl. And uh, you know what? We fell madly in love. And uh, I ended up, uh, we got married in Halifax, lived up there for a few years. And then uh, I was doing radio and TV shows there. I had my own TV show. I did a couple of specials. And then I was on the radio. And we it, radio in those days was great because you had live. We had a live, like, 30-piece orchestra sometimes doing the shows. You know, it was great. Anne Murray and I, we were on these shows together. Because you're Canadian. Yes, and that's how I met her, before she had her hit. I'm in Halifax at the time. I had been on the road with Elgard in between, and then I said to Larry, I said, Larry, I'm just going to stay up in Halifax, and, you know, I don't want to go on the road anymore. Oh, he was great. He was like my mentor. I was with him for five years or something, yeah. You know, my two mentors, as far as big band people, was Larry Elgart and Harry James. And they both just, they not only inspired me, they, they gave me input. I honed my, my singing with them. Harry, one night, said to me, Bobby, I want you to go out in the back of the house. And he said, I want to play a song for you. I said, oh, great. I think what he felt is that I never really heard him really, like, nail it. Like, not that he played anything bad no but I was always backstage you know and I didn't really so I went out there it was that he was in Reno or Vegas and something and I go back there and just with the rhythm section piano bass drums and he plays come rain or come shine and I just stood in the back of the room and I was I was like whoa I mean this is what Harry James is about magical sound and everything and I went back and I told him and he, he was thrilled and uh, he, he was just a great guy and so consequently I do that a lot in my show in fact I'm doing it in this show because I was so inspired and I just loved that song one of my favorite songs it's a, just a great song so I'm doing that but I always remember Harry for that uh, I, I was a songwriter I became a songwriter because Judy inspired me to write songs and I said I don't I'm not a songwriter and I started writing for her all about her, love, you know, and everything. All my songs, if, if you ever look back on all my songs, they're all about love, and except when I got into some other areas, but mostly about the love. The biggest success I had was with First Artist Records, owned by Barbara Streisand, Dustin Hoffman, Steve McQueen, Sidney Poitier, and Paul Newman. They, they had a movie company called First Artist, and they decided they want a record label. I was the first artist signed to First Artist Records. I was the first artist to have a chart record for First Artist. So I had this song, which we, the album was called Until Now, and the single was Until Now, and we got on the Hot 100 with it. Yeah, and I wrote it and sang it, and the uh, biggest thrill, I'll tell you, to have that. You know, it didn't go all the way, but it went, it was on the charts for like 17 weeks or something. It went into in this like 71 72 number 71 and then in cashbox that was in billboard in cashbox it went to like 60 something so it, it was successful and it, what was the spark for the song the what, song you, you just, judy here's here's how it goes i remember well the solitude before there was a me and you my friendships ended up misunderstood sometimes and then it goes on and the chorus until now i went on wondering until now where my life would lead but I reached out for someone to believe, but no one heard my song until now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was it. Yeah. And we had that. It was successful. I was on the Dick Clark Bandstand show. What a guy. 
fabulous person. You, you couldn't ask for a better, nicer person. Let me ask you about, for example, you were talking about singing with an 18-piece band and Harry James and so forth. What is musically for you satisfying when you're there and there's a band leader, you got the wonderful players. What is satisfying to you on a musical level about that? Well, the satisfying thing is to to hear this music that you create, you know, even like whether it's a cover song, a Sinatra thing, or a, a Bobby Darin, or a Bobby Arvon song, you know, whatever it is, to see it come alive, that magic just, it just bursts out. And just before you hit the stage, at least with me, you look out, I peek out at the audience and then the excitement builds up. Not stage fright, the excitement. I want to get out there, you know. But you're always in your mind saying, you know, I wonder how I'm going to do it. And one of the most interesting and satisfying experiences, and my cousin Pat knows about it, she got me involved with the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic. And I had never sung with a symphony. This was 61-piece orchestra. So I had to put together, what was it, an hour and a half? About an hour and 45 minutes, because it was a two-hour show with a 15-minute intermission. So I sat down and put this all together, what I wanted to do. Then I had to have the orchestrations done, because my orchestrations were for anywhere from nine-piece to 18-piece, you know. I had guys, great guys, writing charts for me and orchestrations. And I didn't even know some of the songs until... Till I put them together and said, well, I never did this, but I'm going to do it. A lot of it was 50s, 60s, kind of very memorable songs. There was no prior rehearsal except the day of. So here's this little Bobby Arvonio, because I'm still little. I mean, I don't think I mean, I thought it was 5'6 until I got measured in the doctor's office. They said, oh, yeah, you're 5'4. I said, what? Where did those two inches go? So anyway, I walk up to the stage. I walk in the theater. I look up and here's 61 musicians sitting on the stage. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And a lot of the orchestrations I hadn't heard. And um, we had a wonderful conductor that was Clyde Mitchell. He was terrific. He wasn't like a very straight-laced. He was fun. And we had a blast. I get up there. As soon as we started rehearsing, I was home. I knew that this was going to be fun and I think it was a success. It was so much fun. That was exciting. You know, I never I never forgot my Scranton roots. What makes Scranton so special though as a as a place? What is it? You know, it was a it was down home. It was grounded. I always felt grounded in Scranton. I always kept grounded in the the, the warmth of the people. We have a tremendous family. We had a Christmas party the other day, Arvonio Christmas party. There was, what, 80 of us. And the emotion that I felt was was fantastic. But it, it's that. It's the family I had. It's growing up in Westside, being able to walk down and go to Catalano's store and Victor Alfieri's. And, you know, my, my father and my grandfather, they were all members, my uncles, of the Victor Alfieri through the years. And by the way, they're one of our sponsors of my show on December 4th. And also uh, Unico. And so here we are. And I'm back in my hometown. It's like a big homecoming for me. It really is. Tell us about the show then. What you're going to do? Well, first of all, I'm a singer, pianist, and impressionist. And I say impressionist. I don't mean like a whole strength. But I do maybe seven, eight impressions in the show. I sing and play piano. So I'm going to do everything from uh, an original song uh, I'm opening with a song that uh, Al Martino's wife gave me his orchestrations. He, Al's passed away. We had become friends. So I have an actual Al Martino orchestrations. I'm doing two in the show. And that's going to be my opening along with one of my own original songs. 
And then I do everything from Mac the Knife to Unchained Melody, a Route 66, a jazz version, up-tempo. Um, I'm a little maniac on the stage anyway with the piano. And We uh, saw you out there. Yeah, and yeah. then I do, uh, I do some impressions. I do an Italian song. Um, I do Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline, involving the audience. Uh, I do a 50s rock and roll medley. I do a Sinatra medley. You know, I do my chart song uh, until now. And uh, yeah, that's basically, it's a little show. <laughs> The only reason it would be a little show is that Bobby Arvon loves to play with the notion that he's little Bobby Arvon. That's the only thing small about or little about this show. Bobby Arvon, who is a native of Scranton, he is a singer, pianist, impressionist, and he will perform this Sunday evening, December 4th at 7, at the Kirby Center for Creative Arts on the campus of Wyoming Seminary in Kingston, just across the river from Wilkes-Barre. The show is open to the public and you are invited to attend. Tickets will be available at the door. We'll hear this song and so much more. Marco Marcinko will lead the Scranton Jazz Festival Big Band, and they'll be joined by Lorenzo Medico. Lorenzo Medico of Arctic Entertainment is producing the event, and he'll take part as a solo artist and in a duet with Bobby. And Bobby told us the best thing to do is to go to eventbrite.com and put in Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, Arvon, A-R-V-O-N, and you'll get all the information and tickets and all the rest. And that's for the performance this Sunday evening at 7, December 4th, at the Kirby Center for Creative Arts at Wyoming Seminary in Kingston, Bobby Arvon and the Scranton Jazz Festival Big Band under the direction of Marco Marcinko with guest artist Lorenzo Medico. Again, tickets available at the door, and it's an evening filled with a range of music and impressions. Because nobody heard the song when I was singing. Bobby Arvon performing his own original song, Until Now. It's one of the pieces we'll hear this Sunday evening at 7, December 4th, at the Kirby Center for Creative Arts on the campus of Wyoming Seminary in Kingston, and that's just across the river from Wilkes-Barre, with the Scranton Jazz Festival Big Band, and that's under the direction of Marco Marcinko, and Lorenzo Medico will be a special guest artist. Lorenzo Medico of Arctic Entertainment is producing the event, and you are invited to attend. <laughs> 